Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. From News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT, this is Good Morning BT with Bo Thompson and Beth Troutman. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. It's that time of the week we bring in White House, former White House Chief of Staff, former White House Budget Director, former South Carolina Congressman, and longtime political analyst for us, and you see him on News Nation, Mick Mulvaney, back in the house. Good morning. How you doing? Good. Our dogs do not sleep with us. No? No. How many dogs do you have? Well, we have two now. We're typically a three-dog family, but we had Great Danes for the longest time, and that's sort of... You don't sleep with the Great Danes. I get sure somebody does. They're going to call and now say that they do. But no, I, I, uh, no, uh, no. 704 570. Great Danes sleep with you. They'd be great spooning dogs because you could be the little spoon. I, I, they were all bigger than I was. Yeah, so, that's I mean, why you could yeah. be the little spoon. Yeah. I think, I think uh, Guinness weighed 175, 185, something like wow. that. Ser- serving spoon. Yeah. <laughs> Big spoon. Uh, lots to talk about today. We'll get to uh, Trump yesterday on Fox talking about uh, I've heard of him. VP candidates. Yeah. He was talking to Maria Bartiromo and dropping those hints. You know, I don't know if he's doing this all on purpose or whether or not it's just going to off the cuff. You never know with President Trump. Uh, you've also got this situation, uh, Nikki Haley's still in the race. She made a an appearance uh, on Saturday Night Live on Saturday night. And then uh, this story that's been percolating over the last 12 hours, the Senate has put on the table a $118 billion bill to fund border security and give foreign aid to Ukraine and Israel. This uh, The text of this uh, bill in the Senate uh, went live uh, late yesterday evening, Fox's uh, Capitol Hill reporter Chad Pergram uh, talking about what he makes or the sense he makes of it so far. When I look at this bill right now, there's this big consternation about 5,000 people a day being let in. Uh, Basically, if you get into the nitty gritty, it essentially says, you know, you will shut down the border if they have such a a high surge, a current pace like what we're experiencing now at the border. That would essentially shut it down. Um, so people are going to take and read and, and interpret certain things out of this that they want. Uh, again, the question in the Senate is whether or not it can get 60 votes. Chuck Schumer in his statement says that the overwhelming uh, majority of senators want to do so. They need at least 60 to get this going. Uh, but the problem is going to be in the House of Representatives. And don't forget that there's a number of liberals, both in the Senate and the House, that don't like this. And you could see a cocktail of Democrats and Republicans teaming up at the polls on both sides possibly torpedo this bill because they don't like it. It's it's that middle that's going to be very important if they're going to actually try to pass it. All right, so uh, we'll see what happens as it goes to the Senate floor, but it, it uh, there's some in the House that are saying it's dead on arrival. Yeah, Chad is one of the best. Chad Pergram is one of the best journalists um, on Capitol Hill. He's for Fox, um, and he probably himself swings a little bit to the right, um, but he is one of the best people at the job generally um and so it's interesting to hear his his take on it i've not read the bill the bill only came out last night uh i have read some of the summaries this morning from various sources recognizing that again you're always better off reading it yourself but my 
I went straight to the point that, that Chad just made, which is it's 5,000 people. If it gets to 5,000 people a day, then the border automatically shuts down. Okay, that's, that's, that's sort of what people are taking away from it, and that's what I took away from it at my first glance. So let's assume for sake of this discussion that that's what it says. If you get to average 5,000 over seven days, then the border automatically shuts down. What that means to me as a conservative Republican who actually does care about the southern border is that you could have 4,900 people come every single day and nothing would happen. That's, what, 1.234 million people a year with no, I mean, with, with no change? I, I don't get it. I don't understand how that is an improvement. I've also read the other language about changing the asylum process, limiting that. I get that. That makes some sense. Um, you know, more money. We'll talk about that in a second. More money for... Uh, folks to process people on their asylum claims, sort of supposedly a getting back to what asylum is really supposed to be about, which is people who are in fear of their lives someplace else. I do want this country to continue to be a safe haven for people around the world who are afraid of, of persecution and so forth. Um, but I'm not sure if this has got a, a chance. I would focus on the money because just three months ago, this was $100 million, $100 billion, $100 billion. Now it's $118 billion. How many times have we said on this show that the only thing that's bipartisan in Washington is spending more money. That's, that's how deals get done. Okay, I want X, you want Y, you get X, I get Y, and let's spend more money. That, that's how deals get done. That's how you end up $33 trillion in, in debt. And I don't want to be too critical of James Lankford because James is a smart man um, and I have a great deal of respect for him. And my guess is, I haven't talked to James about this yet. James and I came in together in 2010. He's now in the Senate from Oklahoma, Nebraska, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Oklahoma yeah. um, is that this was the best he was going to get in a deal. Um, to me, okay, that, that doesn't make it a good deal. That just means the best you can get doesn't necessarily mean it's good. So my guess is if I'm having that reaction and I'm still fairly center-right in my party, apparently, um, especially in immigration, I'm a lot more pro-immigration than, than some Republicans, my guess is this thing has no chance in the House and may not even get the 60 votes in the Senate because the Repu- Republicans will run away from it. Well, Speaker Mike Johnson tweeted out shortly after this bill was released. He, well, I, I guess it's on X, it's not a tweet. He said, I've seen enough. This bill is even worse than we expected and won't come close to ending the border catastrophe the president has created. As the lead Democrat negotiator pro- proclaimed, under this legislation, the border never closes. So it seems that it's going to be DOA again in the House. So the discussion is its kind of a, a, a moot point at this point. Well, it's what you get in the country if a lot of people, and some of them, they tend to be Democrat, elected office, uh, holding elected office in Washington, D.C., don't believe in a southern border. And I know that sounds like it's paranoid. That sounds like it's like it's hyperbolic, but it's not. There are certain people who just believe that if you want to come here, you should. And I don't buy into this whole replacement theory. I don't do the QAnon stuff, but there's just folks who say, look, if you get here, you should be here. There was a time when, by the way, that was our policy in this country for a hundred odd years. If you got here, you could be here legally. That's fine. So it's, it's not that sort of extreme to have that position, historically speaking. But right now, do you really think that anybody who wants to walk across the border should be in the country? Because there are people in Washington, D.C. who believe that's the case. And if you're trying to compromise with those folks, you're never going to get where, you know, I think we should be, which is no illegal immigration and just a lot more legal immigration. When we come back, Mick Mulvaney, Bo Thompson, Beth Troutman, we got to talk about President Trump and his latest uh, chatter about a running mate. Um, he dropped two names yesterday in a Fox interview, and I'm curious as to whether Mick Mulvaney thinks either one of these names should be taken seriously, whether they're just, uh, you know, are they redirection? 
mind games that he's playing, or are they actual hints that could uh, all turn of the some... above? Yeah. is probably the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Bo and Beth here with Mick Mulvaney. Whoa, 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 whoa. Where did this come from? My uh, my library over here? Yeah, I could name that tune in one note. Where did you pull, pull up Frankie Goes to Hollywood? It's a great song. Wow, okay. All right, well, good. That's, you tracking no, with this one? I am. Yeah, okay. Well, I, I, I hold the good stuff for you. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> now, this, see, this is, if this was on the Grammys last night, I would have watched it. <laughs> but it's not. Now, see, hang on a second. I thought the Grammys last night were the best Grammys in years. And Beth and I were talking about this earlier. It's because, for a change, they remembered that they have a vast audience and they tried to find a show that would uh, appeal. I mean, so you last night were not interested in seeing Billy Joel sing a song? Didn't even know the Grammys were on last night. Okay, but oh, if you did, now that you never know, have watched Now that you know Billy never. Joel performed not a new a song that does nothing for you? No, nothing. Well, what would do something? Really? Frankie Goes to Hollywood? Maybe if you... Frankie Goes to Hollywood <laughs> Redux, maybe the Pet Shop Boys get back okay, together that, for a okay, show. Okay, I mean, yeah. hey, did you know they were in concert last week? I Worldwide was on, on movie aware. screens all across no, the world? No, See? No. I listen to music. I just, you know, I'm not 25 years old, so I don't watch the Grammys. Well, see, that's what they had Tracy <laughs> Chapman, Joni Mitchell perform. I had to laugh in the last segment when when, when Zoki said, I, I'm old enough to remember when Casey Chapman was on. <laughs> yes, so am I, Zoke. <laughs> Tra- uh, Tracy Chapman, and then look, I, there are plenty of times when I've watched the Grammys where I've been like, they are... I got nothing. Where I was confused. But last night was a different kind of night. I thought they did a good, did a good job good. last night and kept the politics out of it for the most part. And uh, half the time, that, that's the problem to me is I, I want to hear what you sing, not what you think. You know. But anyway, uh, here let's get back to the to the politics. Speaking of, because this is where that belongs. Speaking of what people think. Yeah. Well, that's. Yeah. I mean, that's what people expect in this part of the show. Correct. You know that in the Pet Shop Boys, I guess. Um, <laughs> so on Fox yesterday, Maria Bartiromo gets her you know once twice yearly interview with President Trump. He's was once a month, but okay. <laughs> well, it's not as much as it, not as much as it used to be. But there she was again yesterday talking to him, and he sat down and she asked the question that everybody works their way around to these days because it actually changes. You know. But uh, who uh, who's on the bingo card for possible VP candidates uh, as of the beginning of February? Who is your running mate? Well, I have a lot of good people. We have a lot of really good people. So you haven't decided who it is? I have a lot of good ideas, but I haven't. And there's no okay. reason so to do that So you haven't told that person you're my person? I, I speak to everybody. I speak to everybody. You know, I called Tim Scott this so because a lot of people like Tim Scott. I called him and I said, you're a much better candidate that for me than you are for yourself. When I watched Tim... He was fine. He was good, but he was very low-key, et cetera, et cetera. I watched him in the last week defending me and sticking up for me and fighting for me. I said, man, I said, you're a much better person for me than you are for yourself. Because for himself, he was low-key. For me, he's been, he's been a real tiger. He's been incredible. And others have, too. Uh, so maybe it's Tim Scott. Well, it could be, it could be a lot of people. But it was interesting. I was watching Tim. I've been watching, you know, for a while. I watched him campaign as a candidate. But I watched him over the last two weeks. Uh, As you know, he endorsed me, fully endorsed me, gave me a beautiful endorsement. And he has been really strong in terms of that. No, but that has nothing to do. I don't want anybody to take even any inference. But it's incredible. Uh, Christy Nome has been incredible fighting for me. She said, I'd never run against him because I can't beat him. That was a very nice thing to say. What was it's the story that your team reached out to RFK Jr.? Did it's you? a false story, no. It's a false you story. never reached you know out what? to RFK Jr.? I like Jr.? him a lot. Nope, never, never happened. All right, so Tim Scott and Christy Nome. 
the two names dropped yesterday, and, and you've been talking for months about who you think it might be. Ben Carson has been somebody that you mentioned, and, and, and Tim Scott. So yeah. what do you make of this latest? Uh, That's fine. I was listening uh, last hour, and Winterbull used a line that I've used before, so I'm going to share it with him, and he's going to share it with me. It, this is Apprentice, the Vice President Edition. That's what this is. He's going to drag this out as long as he possibly can. He's going to give non-answer, you know, non-answer answers like he just did there. You know, th- she asked about Vice President. And then he talks for Tim Scott for two minutes and he says, but this is not about vice president. So, I mean, it's just, it is, it isn't, it's here, it's there. Um, I lost track. I was trying to count the number of me's in that sentence. It was quite a few of those. Um, but that's what this is going to be all about. This is going to be the competition because that's what drives ratings. That's what drives ratings. And that's going to be what folks are going to want to know between now and the convention. And my guess is it will, he will drag this out as long as he possibly can because that's what he's really good at. He's good at getting Earned what we call in the business earned media, free media. That he didn't pay for that yesterday. That's a, a tw- I don't know how long it was. It's a twenty minute advertising campaign for his his uh, his reelection that he doesn't pay for. It's called earned media. Everybody tries to do it in the in the politics business, and he is the master of it. Well, and I thought it was strategic that he's talking about Tim Scott because the South Carolina primary is coming up, and it's an important primary, and Tim Scott's incredibly popular in South Carolina. So, you know, he talks about that as a possible team, or if anybody in South Carolina thinks that might be a team, maybe it sends them to the polls to, to vote for him instead of Nikki Haley. It doesn't, it doesn't. We've talked about this before. Endorsements really don't carry as much weight with the rank-and-file voters as people think. Endorsements count a lot more for media um, and donors, because they sort of give the impression of momentum. And they're important. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I don't know a single person in South Carolina who's thinking to themselves, I don't know who to vote for, but Tim Scott is supporting Donald Trump, so therefore X. Or what if they think, oh, he might be the VP, I'm going to go vote for him, because um, I don't really like Trump, but I like Scott. That can work both ways. That can work both ways. It's, we tend to like our senators in the Senate and our governors in the governor's mansion. I mean, keep in mind that Lindsey Graham, very popular, probably, you know, second, third most popular politician in the state after Tim, um, came in 14th um, in the South Carolina primary in 2016. And I think there's only like 12 people on the ballot. Yeah. So that's really, really hard to do. Um, so we, we, we know those folks. We like those folks, but we don't necessarily want to see them in higher office. So I, I don't, again, you might, it, it, there might be some folks out there, but I don't think it moves the needle one way or the other. I think if anything, the Tim Scott endorsement of Donald Trump says more about how he feels about Nikki Haley than he does about Donald Trump. We've talked about that before. Tim Scott had the exact perfect excuse to wait until South Carolina uh, after the primary and chose not to. Okay, so when we come back, uh, I want to come back around to Tim Scott because he actually figures into the next thing we're going to talk about um, because he was part of this tangentially, but one person who's also from South Carolina was in this literally, and we're talking about uh, Saturday Night Live this past week. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. You happy now? Yeah, I was was happy before. Happier. Happier. By the way, I thought that line that uh, Miley Cyrus gave last night, uh, you played it uh, earlier, uh, was a really nice line. I don't know if it was a Hearst 
or she said that you know that not, this award doesn't change anything because I had a great life yesterday. I yes. have a great life tonight, a great life. I thought that was a nice line. I love yeah. that line too, Mick. I so. agree. Thank you all so much. Oh, this award is amazing. But I really hope that it doesn't change anything because my life was beautiful yesterday. That's what you're talking about right there? Yeah. There you go. Now, she sounds like she's, you know, just smoked a six-pack of camels, but, uh, <laughs> or a 20-pack, tw- but, yeah. <laughs> Highly possible. I mean, you never know with Miley Cyrus. She's, uh, she's unpredictable, if nothing else. She definitely marches to the beat of her own drum. Yeah. But it, it, a nice line. A nice, you know. So again. that was last night. Let's roll back two nights Saturday ago. night. Saturday Night Live. And this is the opening monologue. And let me set the scene for you. So, uh, you know, the, they were doing a parody on, on a CNN town hall. And they were imagining what it would be like if uh, Charles Barkley and um, Gail King. Why do I? I can never remember her name, but Gail King and Charles Barkley, because they do a show together in real life. Yeah, it's called King Charles. So they decided to imagine what it would be like if those two moderated a CNN town hall with President Trump. Yeah, the other choice for the name was Gay Bar, right? Is that what it was? <laughs> yes, yes. So it, yeah. here's the here we go. Okay, our next question comes from someone who describes herself as a concerned South Carolina voter. Yes, hello. My question is, why won't you debate Nikki Haley? Oh my God, it's her. The woman who was in charge of security on January 6th. It's Nancy Pelosi. For the 100th time, that is not Nancy Pelosi. It is Nikki Haley. Are you doing okay, Donald? You might need a mental competency test. You know what I did? I took the test and I aced it. Okay, perfect score. They said I'm 100% mental and, you know, I'm competent because I'm a man. That's why a woman should never run our economy. Women are terrible with money. In fact, a woman I know recently asked me for $83.3 million. (laughs) And you've spent $50 million in your own legal fees. Do you need to borrow some money? Oh, Nikki, don't do this, Nikki. <laughs> Nikki, Kiki, Tommy. Nikki, don't lose that number. Nikki Haley, Joel Osment. Nikki Haley, Joel Osment, we call her. Six cents, remember that one? I see dead people. <laughs> yeah, that's what voters will say if they see you and Joe on the ballot. Oh, that, you know, that's not very nice, Nikki. It's not nice. And I'm always very nice to you, except when I'm implying you weren't born in this country. <laughs> Even though you're from South Carolina, and now I'm going to beat you in your state. And did you win your home state in the last election? I won Staten Island. <laughs> and the parts of Long Island where the fist fights happen, where they, where they get out of the cars if you honk at them. All right, well, that is a new one on me. Okay, we have time for one more question, and it's actually for Ambassador Haley. What would you say was the main cause of the Civil War? Um, And do you think it starts with an S and ends with a lavery? (laughs) Yep, I probably should have said that the first time. And live from New York, it's Saturday night. All right, I don't watch Saturday Night Live. I can't stay up that late. I don't think you watch it either, even though it's on the weekends. This is, in Trump world, this is a big deal. Okay? Um, And I haven't heard anybody comment on this in the last... 48 hours he watches the show religiously okay he, he just does and he's watched it since it's since its inception i think he's actually you mentioned this before he's hosted it yeah in 2016 and i believe he was the he host. is a huge fan and 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 just is is fascinated by what they do to him on that and he hates it you know he, he says he likes it but he hates it 
Um, for Nikki to go on Saturday Night Live to make fun of pre- President Trump, that's probably the end of the relationship. And I don't, I very rarely say that. As I've said before, Trump always forgives, but he never forgets. You're all, there's very few people who are completely off the island forever. Uh, Michael Cohen is probably one, but that, that that's about it. Maybe Mike Pence, but I don't think he, I think he can get back in if Trump wants him to. This might be the end of the relationship with Nikki Haley because he does not like being made fun of uh, on Saturday Night Live. And for her to participate in that, I think I told you off the air, we knew, I was at OMB at the time, we knew that Sean Spicer was in trouble and was not long for the world when he was being portrayed on Saturday Night Live by a woman. Because Trump watched the show so religiously that he would he would not like to see his uh, uh, spokesperson be portrayed by a woman. So and Sean was gone shortly thereafter. So you never thought that Saturday Night Live would have that type of influence in politics, but it does. And this is a big deal in Trump world. Well, I remember when uh, you know the 2016 election was happening, and it was Alec Baldwin who was doing the impersonation of of Donald Trump. And so Donald Trump went to Twitter pretty frequently to to trash Alec Baldwin. I wonder what he thinks of this impersonator, who's a regular cast member, who's pretty good. He has he has Donald Trump's cadence and his yeah. uh, his hand motions and even the you know the 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 stiff breaths in through the nose is that called a stiff breath guy's really good but baldwin was 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 good as well and i didn't know did trump put out anything over the week i don't follow him on truth social so i don't uh, i have not seen anything but then again i haven't seen everything james austin johnson is the guy james austin johnson and the interesting thing about him is for a while they had they had him doing biden and trump that's how good he is uh then they decided i think uh, because they might have to have skits where they were both in it Mm -hmm. that they uh and and they've been bouncing around with Biden's, but this guy who does Trump can yeah. do Biden. He's pretty really, well. really good. I mean, yeah. it's one of the best I've seen. Uh, yeah. And there's a lot of good Trumps out there. There's no question. But Trump absolutely would have hated this over the weekend. Well, and I made the point a little earlier when we were talking about this, that Nikki Haley did something that a lot of guests don't do. She did the live from New York yeah. at Saturday night line. And usually that's a cast member. I mean, most of the time that's a cast member who delivers that line. Yeah, dig a little deeper into it. I wonder why she did it. Um, because there's not a lot of Republican primary voters in South Carolina watching Saturday Night Live. That's not their demographic, right? And I got the feeling that this is now becoming – I, uh, how do I say this? It wasn't, it, to me, it wasn't serious. If, you, if, you, if you're trying to promote yourself and you're trying to, to sort of start to build a, a brand or build something after the campaign, you go on Saturday Night Live. If you're trying to win – an election, you don't. I'm not sure why she did it. I'm not saying it's a bad idea, but it was. It was as as a as a politician, I'm not sure that would help. So I'm not sure why she did it last night. Of course, some people believe, as Trump does, that there is no such thing as bad press. As long as you're on the TV, you're winning. So maybe she's taking that attitude about it. But it's a strange place for someone, in my mind, a Republican to go um, on us on you know a, a couple weeks before a big primary. See, I think about Sarah Palin going and, and making an appearance with Tina Fey, you know, in the big 2008 election because she was getting so much um, negative press, and then she suddenly showed up right beside Tina Fey to kind of poke fun at herself, and I think it maybe maybe moved the needle just it, a little bit help for her. Did it, no. did, it, did it help or did it help make um, Sarah Palin more famous? It made it well there. Oh, so, I mean, you that's, go. you know, uh, you get to see an audience that, of people that don't ordinarily see you. By the way, I, I think it's great to have politicians go on stage and make fun of themselves. I do. I, I, I encourage that. I have a general rule is that you can't laugh at other people if you don't laugh at yourself. And I really like laughing at other people. So I, I welcome people <laughs> making fun of me. 
Uh, so I, it's, it's a, I'd like to see that trade in, 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 in politicians. So I give her, I give her credit for doing that because it's a, it shows a certain self-awareness and self-deprecation that is human. And that's a good thing these days. One more segment here with Mick Mulvaney, Bo and Beth here on a Monday. I'm sorry. How exactly will Taylor Swift being at the Super Bowl make Biden win the election? Excuse me. Let, let me finish. The clues are all there if you look at the Midnight's track list, okay? <laughs> the Ravens colors were lavender, but they were gotten a haze by the maroon team, the Chiefs. Anti-hero is anthero, a.k.a. Paul Rudd, who's from where? Kansas City. <laughs> the next four songs contain exactly 49 letters plus E-R and S, 49ers. <laughs> The vigilante is Biden, Bajoon, Labyrinth. I don't really have anything for those, but it will be karma for sweet nothing, a.k.a. Biden's brain, that the mastermind behind it all will, of course, be Barack Hussein Obama. And that all adds up to bing, 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 bong, bing, bong, bing, 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 bing. Another stolen election, Taylor's version. My God, I was skeptical at first, but now it all makes sense. Uh, our next question comes from someone who says he really, really likes President Trump times a million. South Carolina Senator Tim Scott. <laughs> hey, Donald, it's me, your best friend, Tim Scott. I flew all the way to New Hampshire to endorse you, remember? Uh, vaguely. Uh, uh, I don't have a question, I have a statement. Uh, I'd like to say you are the bestest, <laughs> most handsomest presidential candidate that I have ever seen. I look at you and I think, is that hot Lincoln? <laughs> All right, Tim. All right, so, so the Tim Scott impersonation, that, of course, not really Tim Scott. Yeah, that was that was rough as a friend of Tim's. <laughs> that was uh, there's going to be a lot of that um, going forward. I think uh, the time that Tim was on that stage in New Hampshire standing behind Trump because um, Tim and again, Tim endorsed the president for a reason. And I talked to him about this and I respect this reason. He says, I liked the president because he he and I worked well together. And when you're a senator, that's important to have a, to have a president that it, it will help you get your stuff done, that you can help get his stuff done or her stuff done. That that's important. The working relationship between senators and presidents are important. And I get that, but it did he did it in such a way that invited that type of criticism. And my guess is you're going to see a lot more of that moving forward. That's not I don't particularly find that pleasant. Yeah, that's a that that's definitely probably a tough one for. Trump to swallow, I would imagine. And yeah. you brought up a good point that the the interview that he did on Fox probably was pre-recorded, given that there was no real conversation about what happened. Yeah, I didn't on see the, Live. the Bartiromo thing, but I'm almost conf- almost a hundred percent confident that it was taped before Saturday Night Live. Because if 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 it hadn't been, t- Trump would have commented about something about Nikki Haley the next morning, and so. about probably about the impersonation yeah, of Tim Scott. That's as a great well. point. Probably would have defended Tim. That's yeah. Tim is a very serious guy. There is no question about it. So I hate to see him portrayed like that. Uh, again, I don't mind people making fun of themselves. Um, but that was, you know, again, it's, it's Saturday Night Live. That's the one thing about Nikki. I'm like, Nikki, this show doesn't like Republicans. I mean, this is a very left-leaning show, and, you know, they're not going to – they're going to undermine everything you want to accomplish, not help you do this. But, again, that's, that's her, her call. Music trivia. we got time to uh, knock this out here. So you've got ABBA to start off with. Okay. Dancing Queen that was also in uh, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Donna Summer. No, Diana Ross. Diana Ross. I always get this Upside Down. Off the album Diana from 1976. Right? Mm. Let free. 
Martina McBride. Yeah, my wife is, is laughing now because she knows <laughs> I don't know that song, and she does. Wow. Okay, now the, how the heck do those three go together? Oh, and some Snoop Dogg. I recognize the voice. I am yeah. him, slim with the tilted brim. What's your name, Oh, it's on repeat in your uh, CD changer. Yeah, this is, I, I don't dislike <laughs> it, but no, I don't. This is I don't listen to it. Oh All my right. gosh, this is the first time I've tried to find a com like a, a commonality between Martina McBride and Snoop Dogg. Oh, there's another one. one. More. And Queen. So there you go. You got five different choices uh, there. And, and they all have something in, 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 in common, or one of them is not like the other one. They what is all the game? have something in common. Something in common. Are they all friends with Martha Stewart? <laughs> that's that's good, but no. <laughs> or maybe I, I, that could be possible. They could, they could all be. Maybe she cooked a meal for all of them at some point. They all won the Grammy for best song, but not best record. Now you're getting into, now you're warmer. Does it have to do with the Grammys? It does. Okay, how about this? They were best song on the best album from the best band. Actually, no, and no, no, and no. How, really cool, though. How about they all made comeback performances live on the Grammys? Close, but no. I don't, I'm, waiting, I'm waiting for uh, to phone a friend. I'm waiting for uh, Boozer to text in, and I got nothing. So, No sign of Boozer, right? No. Yeah, Boozer just depends on what he's doing if he happens to be an earshot. Where is he? Get his hair cut last week or something like that? <laughs> the gym. Yeah, he was, oh, he's, mul- he's at the gym. He was, he was the wife. Multi- multi- multitasking, yes. All I right. have another guess. Okay. These albums went to number one after a performance on the Grammys. Good guess, but no. So you guys are thinking about achievement. They didn't win a Grammy. Yes, that is the answer. Every single one of those, Snoop Dogg, Martina McBride, Diana Ross, ABBA, and Queen never won a Grammy. Just going to yet reinforce the concept that the Grammys are not a real award. (laughs) Now, they've been nominated many times, but never won. So there you go. Queen never won or they didn't win for this song? No, they didn't win anything. Queen never won a Grammy. That's what my information says. Wow. Wow. How do you like that? All right, we'll see you next what week. Would, what would what would uh, Jay Z say about that? <laughs> see, I did read about. It takes the seven years to become an overnight sensation. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. You saw more than you think we did. All right, we'll talk to you next week. Beth, I'll see you tomorrow. I'll be here. Vince Coakley coming up next. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.